0: Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now
1: what? Now what?
2: Now what? Now what? Now what?
0: Ready
1: as I'll ever be. Are you ready? So ready. Ready to spray. It's like I need to stay hydrated. Mm. It's like spring so, in a bottle. Mm. That's what I feel I like it's right like, now. It's like being at the beach.
0: Yes, I love, I love the beach. That's my favorite spot. No, one day we're mm-hmm. gonna have a place on the beach. We're gonna have parties there, right? <laughs> yes. Beach parties. All the listeners. Yep. Would you come to our party if we invited you? <laughs> I wonder. I hope maybe, you will. Yeah, I hope you do. Maybe, it would, maybe it'd just be you and I hanging out. <laughs> oh, God. But we could record
2: live from our beach party. See, that would be so much fun. Right? Yeah. I the waves in
0: the background. Mm. I wonder how that would sound. Good. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> one time, not one time. On <laughs> uh, one of my first experiences with my now husband... We rented a romantic cabana on the beach. It was a freaking nightmare (gasps) because the beach was so loud and the condensation, the water, right. It just like would drip down onto my face in the middle of the night into the middle of the, you know what I mean? Like, have you ever experienced that? (laughs) No. Oh my God. So yeah. If people think, oh yeah, it's going to be so romantic out on the beach I want you to rethink that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There are certain things that one probably shouldn't do on the beach that, you know, Mm -hmm. you see in the movies and you think, wow, I would love
0: to try that on a beach. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. No. I see Britney Spears rolling around, you know, naked on the beach. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like the sand goes up her butt and her hoo-ha. I'm like, no, it's not good. know.
2: (laughs) But nobody sees that. They just see her enjoying herself. Yeah, and she's how like, oh. beautiful it is. But yeah, it's not sand. I no. remember being in Mexico once and being taken out by a wave, and a whole oh. bunch of sand went into my bikini. Yes. It took forever
0: to get that out. Yeah, not, not cool.
2: Terrible. I had a hard time getting out of the water.
0: No, right. The water <laughs> sand is, <powerful>. is heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good visual. I know, right? (laughs) Oh, that's great. So I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And you are hanging out with us. This is the Now What Society. Now what? Now Now what, what, Tamar? Now what, Lane? Yeah, it's really. uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they're like, this is perfect because I think I'm at that place of asking myself, now what? Yeah. You know, she's like, I don't have kids. Uh, you know, my parents, they've gone to that happy place and it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what, what, what's next? She's like, I don't even have a clue. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause that's all you've known. I know a lot of women too. I mean, we're Gen X women. They're yep. at the point where their kids are getting ready to leave the nest and that is what they know. Right and it's that you know we i don't think we often take time to think about okay what happens after like what am i going to do for me
1: yeah no, what am i going to do with that.
2: my partner like no. how are well, we going to let my
0: partner i know <laughs> seriously dude which
2: is a question that yeah. you know i've heard been brought up it's like am yeah. i staying together because of the kids
0: yep oh yeah 100% most of them
2: now what
0: now what now what <laughs> uh so Regardless of that, or needless to say, I should say, <laughs> uh, we're happy that you're here with us. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening in Belgium, can you just send me a little message <laughs> that says hi? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, come, to Belgium. Uh, There's certain countries that I are on my list, and Belgium is one of them. And if I had a great, if I had a friend say come visit me, I would prioritize that. <laughs>
2: belgium's pretty cool and i have to say other than holland they probably have the best french fries in the world
0: see that's even more reason to go shout out to belgium and your french fries yeah so thanks for listening because i know you're listening yeah i appreciate you 100 percent. what are we talking about today tomorrow
2: Today, we're going to answer some of your questions, not your questions, Lane, but the audience questions, because we have a big orange button on the side of our website that says, ask us, and Mm -hmm. we appreciate it so much when you go there and you ask your questions because this is your show. Yep. We do this for you. I mean, don't, don't get us wrong. We love chatting and joking around and sharing our experience. It is a good time, but we do this for you.
1: It's fun. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So here's a question that was sent in. You ready for it? Let's do it. How do you navigate a dinner party with friends who drink excessively?
1: (sighs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a. Now, how do you do it? (laughs) Go ahead.
2: If you haven't been listening to the show for a long time, Lane and I both live in long-term recovery, right? And we've pivoted, uh, throughout the show and focusing on women who are really looking for that now what, but we have talked about living alcohol free, um, on some of the shows. So I can share from experience that when I first got sober, I hadn't hit that point yet where I realized who my friends were and were not. And I remember being invited to a house party and they had kind of, I could tell that there was a lot of hesitation for that friend to even invite me to that house party because of the fact that I didn't drink, right? Because it's the the culture and it was their culture. And so I went over and I think I was about two months sober at the time. It was outside, right? So I wasn't inside trapped and we're sitting there hanging out. Why would you be trapped? Well, if you're inside, it, usually these big house parties would be in a garage and there'd Got be it. people okay. smoking and all that kind okay. of stuff. But this was out Gross. in the air, fresh yep. air, right? Yep. You don't have to smell beer on the floor and whatnot. Ugh. So a little bit more safety outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I remember bringing a six pack of Diet Coke over because, you know, my <laughs> plan was only to stay for a couple hours. What? Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. thought I have to bring a six pack because I need enough to drink. to drink, mm-hmm. And I got there mm-hmm. and first of all, it was, it was weird being an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. seeing the conversation, right? Because the right. conversation, when people aren't drinking, people are fairly quiet. It's just little chit chat. Hey, how you doing? How's life? That's about, it. you don't get into anything really deep, uh-uh. but, and I to keep in mind, I was only there for a couple hours now within that first hour. I had matched my friend's drink for drink but I was drinking diet coke. No. Because of that habit when somebody goes in and says, "Hey, do you want another drink?" Yeah. Sure. Yep. Slam it down. Okay. So first of all, I was very bloated from that experience. Ugh. But over the next hour after that, cuz I tried to sip the last one, so I would have something and it was more the behavior I think. Mm-hmm. Um I just watched the conversation go from you know, kind of normal to all of a sudden everybody loves each other. They're planning these vacations. They're gossiping about people. I could really see the shift. And for me, that was enough for me to go, I don't want this anymore. You know, this is not the lifestyle I'm trying to build. And I was very, very new to sobriety. So I went home next day. I remember having a hangover, an emotional hangover. It was brutal like just brutal you know called up one of my support um my supports and i just said listen this is what's going on and she's like so why would you put yourself in that situation yeah. um so i think <laughs> this question is are you navigating a dinner party with friends friends who drink excessively and you're newly alcohol free yeah. or right. sober or is this something that you're putting yourself into a situation where you know it's not you because now 10 years later I don't put myself in those situations. I don't have friends who drink excessively. Right. Right. So I, for me, it was just knowing where I wanted to be and, and picking that or making Mm -hmm. sure that I was not a designated driver, Mm -hmm. almost made that mistake once and would have gotten stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. But making sure I had the ability to remove myself from the situation when I needed to leave. Right. Today, it's yeah. a, just a no. It doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. What about you? No, I was just thinking about like an early recovery, what it was like, because I was, you know, I lived in Los Angeles and it would be. Uh, it was a part of the lifestyle to go out. Right. So there would be people drinking excessively in some of those parties uh, and. I think there was a lot of me excusing myself and going to the bathroom, excusing myself to go, um, eat something, excusing myself early, leaving the party early, uh, making sure that I had a friend with me. Like I would never show up to a party unless I had somebody with me or I was meeting somebody. Uh, and Then it became about making up stories about people. So like my girlfriend and I would just tell stories about the people who were drinking excessively and that kind of became fun and totally obnoxious, not rambunctious, obnoxious. Uh, And you know, when you're sitting at a dinner party and you know, the host is just become, you know, like, you know when you drink it, you know you, you get stupid mm-hmm. you can become an asshole real quick mm-hmm. so when you're sober and you're watching that happen it's like okay do i want to sit here with this or am i going to mouth off <laughs> and in my early recovery i didn't have the capacity or the chops that i do today um so i would leave right so but now 25 Years into it, you know, if I'm at a dinner party and somebody's drinking excessively and they are that asshole, I will mouth off to them because I just because I can. Yeah, right. I, I'm going to call them out on whatever it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think we've talked about you know my husband and his kind of crew of people and how they can start talking about things over me, and I just no, I'll just excuse myself. I'm just like yeah. I'm out. Like I'm not gonna put up with it. Mm -hmm. So I hope I hope that helps. Uh, who our listener who sent this in. Uh, and with that came how do you host a sober party and communicate effectively that you do not want alcohol brought over? So this person asked, I think it's three different questions here. Mm -hmm. So how to how do you host a sober party and communicate effectively that you do not want alcohol brought into your house? Oh, I think it's pretty easy. I think this is from somebody who might be younger in their recovery. So there's a lot of fear about, you know, people rejecting or people thinking of you. And I have to say, you know, people don't think that much of you. They just don't. They're people are obsessed about themselves. Yeah. You know, they're thinking about how they're going to have a good time. But I think the, the important part here is, um, if, communicate effectively that you do not want alcohol brought over mm-hmm. so just saying this is an alcohol-free zone yeah like my house is an alcohol-free zone yeah are you an alcohol-free zone i don't i don't i don't know if you are i i'm not no we're not an alcohol-free zone
1: Yeah. almost
0: i mean pretty close yeah, yeah. but i remember go ahead
2: but this alcohol-free zone is like alcohol that can stay like the same can for a year Right. That's not alcohol free zone. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think in early recovery, uh, I'm just remembering having memories. I, I, I've never been like an alcohol free zone. Um, I remember early in my recovery, I think it was like four years into my recovery. And I went over to somebody's house, um, and she popped open the wine and I was like, what are you doing? you know, this is a sober person. She's like, I have guests. And I was like, whoa, like you, ha- you can have alcohol in your house. And she's like, yeah, neutrality. That's what I have. And I was like, oh wow. Like I it just completely shifted my mindset. It just like, I had a new perspective on it. Um, and she's like, it's not about me drinking. Like, it's like, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: great. So I think from that moment i've never really had like an alcohol-free zone yeah but again for somebody who's new in recovery and they don't want it it's just about saying this is my safe space Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in
2: early recovery we had an alcohol-free zone because i lived with a a few other people that were Mm -hmm. in recovery Mm -hmm. so that was that was nice for me um because not all my friends are sober right Mm -hmm. most of them just have a drink once in a while, um, Mm. which has never been, I mean, for myself, I'm around it enough Mm -hmm. where it's more social and not excessive that it's not a big deal. But for hosting a party, I was actually, you know, just came out of an eight year relationship and we did have an alcohol free zone. Mm. And it was about, I actually had to set a boundary with my own mother, And I know she doesn't listen to the show. And if she is, sorry, mom, but I'm going to share this story anyway. Hi, mom. (laughs) And, you know, I remember the first Christmas, she wanted to come over and bring a bottle of wine. But because of Mm. what my partner at the time did, which was caretaking the the person he care took for was around a a lot of abuse and alcoholism and drug Mm -hmm. addiction and so we just said no no wine or alcohol in the house and i remember telling her like you can come over and but you can't bring a bottle of wine and she was like what do you mean i can't bring a bottle of wine Mm -hmm. and she was actually visibly irritated because for someone like her having wine with christmas dinner is just such a normal thing right right? and she's not an alcoholic at least i don't Mm -hmm. think so But, you know, she's not an alcoholic. So for her, it was like, well, what's the big deal? And I just, I had to set that boundary and said, listen, it's just not acceptable. And if you can't handle that, you can't come for Christmas dinner, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes it's hard to lay those boundaries out with certain people, Mm -hmm. right? Especially those you care about. But I think, you know, overall,
0: the people who care about you, they're not going to care. They're going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah, no. And if they're not, I think people who have it. drinking (laughs) problem (laughs) or they, you know, they're in love with alcohol and they need that bottle of wine or they need their bottle, right? Like, uh, they're, they're going to push back. They're going to be an asshole. They're going to bring that bottle. So Mm -hmm. how are you going to respond when they show up with it? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. So having a plan in place yeah, and having the confidence to move forward, either like with somebody else by your side or writing it out and almost, um, Uh, performing it in front of the mirror. So you know exactly how it's going to, how it's going to sound, how it's going to look. Uh, that helped me in early recovery with a lot of different situations. Yeah. And there are people that they're just going to do it. Yeah. Totally. But one thing
2: I realized that I was actually really pleasantly surprised at, and I mean, I have amazing friends in my life, is that when I was first in alcohol-free zone, and I would invite people to come over, I would let them know, you know, there's no alcohol. Mm -hmm. All of them showed up. None of them cared. We all had a good time. And I think you find that more often than not, Mm -hmm. is people who are truly your friends, people who truly care about you, they're going to support you no matter what. You know, yeah. so for you saying, Hey, I'm having a, a get together, it's alcohol free.
0: The people who care are are going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also like the clarity on, it's all about communication. It's yeah. all about messaging, right? Yeah. This is a uh, seed lip party, which means we're going to be drinking this, right? The, right. Like being really clear with here, here's the ingredients. Here's what we're gonna be doing. This is what we're gonna be eating. This is, you know, like all of that. It's just a really being clear on your messaging. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answered the question. Do you think we answered it? I think so. Have fun with it. And yeah, I was just gonna say, have a lot of fun. Sober parties are the best, right? You remember them. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and you can make out with people, and it's like you're aware of it. It's so good. <laughs> I
2: know, right? Oh, so good there's so oh, many perks oh about God. being sober let me tell you yeah that's a whole other episode though the good perks, times. the
0: perks of being alcohol free yeah okay here's the third part of the question that our listener sent in it's how how do i navigate socializing with friends who may be under the influence at an event that we are attending bum, bum, bum. That can be tough. And again, I mean, if we're looking at it in
2: early sobriety, right? Um, For me, it was just being really careful. I remember I got actually invited to a funeral. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: I knew that the funeral that I was going to, there would be a lot of alcohol. There was probably going to be some of the white stuff. Like I just knew all that was going to be there. And so I actually made the choice. To st- I said, no, I can't go to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think when you start to have these experiences going out with people, even if they're a little intoxicated or they have drinks, yeah. laugh at it. Like I, I had to learn how to change my perspective, like yeah. watching someone get You know a little tipsy Mm -hmm. to me now especially when they're only having a couple drinks because that still blows my mind that somebody could even be buzzed off of two drinks it it makes me laugh right and i just watch their behaviors i watch how they talk how they interact and it's almost like just be the observer and enjoy that you're not gonna feel like crap the next day
0: right yeah i I always go back to make sure you have a friend yes yeah. Make sure you have a friend with you. Um, because sometimes, you know, when people drink, they get nasty. They can. Yeah. They just or, or they get sloppy. Right. I've had men and women both like make passes at me and, you know, trying to kind of navigate that. Not easy. Mm-hmm. Having their partners be looking at me like in sh- with shame on their face. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just being able to stand with, you know a sense of uh respect, dignity, knowing that I'm not gonna make out with them after they make the pass at me, right? like being a sober woman, um because I've just because I've experienced this part a lot, uh being able to say,, uh, you know what, Jerry, I'm good right now <laughs> you don't you don't really need to you know like. Your wife is right there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, really being able to call it out, but in a way that is not, um, demeaning, right. Or accusicato- accusatory, accusatory, mm-hmm. uh, because that's the last thing that that person wants to be like called out for. And then they can make it even, Oh, what do you mean? You, you, what, do you, what, are you, are you a lesbian? <laughs> right, like then, then, and then it's like, oh, what? What you don't want, the, like you know, because when we're drunk, we just don't even know what we're saying. Yeah, right. So being really um, aware mm-hmm. of the surroundings, and in early recovery, that can be tough. That's why it's nice to have a friend, because that friend, you know, you could say this guy's making a pass at me, or this woman, she's like, keeps bumping up to me and she's rubbing herself on me. You know, it's like, well, then your friend can kind of step in, and like be the, uh, the attraction. Like, I don't need, it's like having a friend, call a friend friend for 500, please. Yeah. Like get the friend there. (laughs) Yeah. Not fun to interact with people who are under the influence.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I always, you know, if I'm going to a function, I always have a friend with me always. And if I don't, and I have to go to something by myself, I've Mm. always just gone on my own and had an exit strategy. I, you know, would say, okay, if things get out of hand by this time, I'm out. And I've kept to that, right? Because it's okay to leave. I remember when I was still working corporate, I would have to go to trade shows and it got out of hand. Notorious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And let me tell you, I've done the before (laughs) while I was Mm -hmm. drinking, not good. Yeah, no. Right. And after going as a sober woman, well, I can tell you, I would leave at nine. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And the next day, guess who showed up? Chipper. (laughs) Moi, I did. And Everybody, here's tomorrow. Here's some coffee, right? And exactly, happy go lucky. Joe over
0: there feeling like crap.
2: Yeah, screw you. You're not hungover like I am. No, but I've been there many times. Oh God, and who's gonna make the sales today? That's exactly. right, tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. But you know giving yourself an out because yeah. I've also had it where people are like yeah tomorrow's coming she can be the DD I'm like hell no no <laughs> you know no. you guys can take a cab we're at a trade show guys you can walk across the street to the hotel Yeah, <laughs> right yeah. but always giving myself an exit strategy that's that's always worked for me too
0: absolutely necessary mm-hmm. uh, I hope we answered that question I think we did I think we did too okay yeah. great Yeah. Uh, So we'd love to have your question. Mm -hmm. Please send a question in. Uh, I also wanna make sure that you know about what's happening in the community. We have the Now What Academy. Yes. I mean, hello. Uh, We have the book club is happening. We have Friday meditation. We have, I feel like there's one more thing and I'm forgetting it. The Overcome Obsessive uh, Thinking is in there. Mm There's so much going on in there. Join us. So yeah, I hope you will join us and check it out. Uh, You can do that by simply going over to join.nowwhatsociety.com. Easy peasy.
2: Easy peasy. My friend, Tamar, thanks for hanging out with me. It was amazing. So much fun,
0: Lane. Till next time. Bye.